You want to sort out your education. You want to sort out your finances. You want to sort out your family. You want to keep your family face. You vote for the blood of Jesus party. You vote every single day for it. You yeah. get up in your quiet time. Hey. And oh. you, yeah. you apply uh, the blood of Jesus. Oh. Open up your Bibles because it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Listen carefully because these words are all for you. Open up your Bibles because it's time for truth. It's time for truth. Listen carefully because these words are all for you. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. But it's my show. It's not my show. Welcome to It's My Show But Not My Show. Yeah. I'm with Luando. We're from Johannesburg. Southside, you see, I said it this time. <laughs> Southside, and yes, um, I hope you're doing well, and uh, it's a good day for us. I hope it's a good day for you, and yeah, what do you have to tell us today, Londo? You always come up with your weird, you know, concepts and that. Okay, um, I was reading the Bible <laughs> yeah. this morning. Yes, it makes me wonder how God is so gracious. Speaking about the fact that you know. Only your spirit, not the spirit, spirit knows your, your mind. Mm. And it speaks about the Holy Spirit that searches, you know, deeper things of God. Yeah. So that means things that there's no way that you, you would have known. Because these are things that in God, but they're in depth. Let's say in God's uh, heart, but in yeah. depth. You yeah. saw they, they buried right there. So, but the Holy Spirit says, you know, so the Bible says the Holy Spirit searches, you know, even those specific, you know, things. Mm. So, which means when you have the Holy Spirit, there's nothing of God that's really hidden from you. But I realize that, you know, when it says the Holy Spirit has access to God's mind, that it's not just having access to, to God's thoughts, but when we have the Holy Spirit, it is the same as having God's mind, not just thoughts. Mm. It's like, whoa, man, I was thinking about then the party. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> I'm sure you were dancing there, though, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, there are those things that hit you and you sort of like, no, strength. like, real. this is powerful. Yeah. yeah. Is that one of those? Yeah. Okay, like, so you didn't jump up and run around. No, it just put me down. <laughs> it put you down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now interesting. I was... Um, I was reading this morning. It was a verse we're going to go through now. And okay. Let me read it. Let me read it so everyone knows. Read it. Yeah, so it's Proverbs 12, verse uh, 25 to 28. Worry weighs us down. A cheerful word brings us up. A good person survives misfortune, but a wicked life invites disaster. A lazy life is, em is an empty life, but early to rise, get the job done. Good men and women travel into life, sin detours, take you straight to hell. Mm. Let me read it again. Proverbs 12, verse 25 to 28. What is weighs us down? A cheerful, a cheerful word picks us up. A good person survives misfortune, but a wicked life invites disaster. A lazy life is an empty life, but early to rise gets the job done. Good men and women travel right into life. Sent detours takes you straight to hell. Mm. So the topic of today is: Are you up or down? <laughs> the verse, the twenty-fourth verse says, "Worry weighs us down; a cheerful word picks us up." So, are you up or are you down? Um, 
But now let's take it a bit more broad. It says a cheerful word picks you up. And uh, what's cheerful to you? What's cheerful in your life? Because, I mean, there's a lot of deceits that can happen. Things that the world calls cheerful are not what the Bible calls, calls cheerful. Because in the world, uh, something happens. They say your car gets smashed or something, and um, God forbid, then a person passes away. And then the world will say, ah, but that's life and all of that. And how is that going to cheer you up? You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So it's what I get from this verse is just verse 25 for now, is that um, you must be careful who you listen to. Because what he weighs us down, a cheerful word picks us up. So how would you know if it's a cheerful word? It will uplift you. So why do you come to church and every time you're like, yo, I know there's something happening. There's the word of God moved there. But you go to a party, then later on go home. You're like, yo, I'm finished there. I want to sleep there. You understand? There's no joy after a party, but there's joy after the church. Mm. And there's a lot of words that go on in a party. And there's a lot of words that be said in the church too. You understand what I'm saying? So you need to differentiate your company. If your company's words are always making you feel down, making you feel less of yourself, then you should change your company. So let's move on to verse 26. A good person survives misfortune, but a wicked life invites disaster. Mm -hmm. So which life are you living? And what is the definition of a good person to you? Because a good person can be just a person that doesn't swear, but is, is with a girl without marrying her, you know? I mean, that's what the world calls a good person. But what kind of good person are you? Are you a Jesus good person or are you a worldly good person? Because it says uh, a good person survives misfortune. So how do you know you're a good person when you survive misfortune? But a wicked life invites disaster. What are you inviting into your life? Are you inviting disaster? Are you, uh, ask, ask yourself the questions of... Um, what is my life bringing? You know, what, what is my, what, what's coming out of the life I'm living? Is it um, disaster or is your life building something? You know, if, or ever since I've been in the church, I've realized that, you know, talking to people about Jesus and uh, speaking to all the, the, the new people, inviting them, you know, it brings this kind of joy in you. Mm. And... Uh, that's what your life is coming out. Like that's what what's coming out your life. People can feel that joy. People can feel it. But now if you're in the world, if you're in a party and you see a friend there and uh, you you with your girlfriend and the other guys with his girlfriend and then you just greet that other girlfriend, what happens there? Automatically, there's a fight. Yeah. Automatically. So what is what's coming out of your life? There's jealousy. It, <laughs> yeah, definitely jealousy. And we rap about it. <laughs> we rap about you. <laughs> no, I had a song. AKA, <laughs> the thing is, a song that's called Jealousy. Jealousy? Yo, yeah. You know that. <laughs> Jealousy, wow. They rap about it. You see? <laughs> they rap about it. And verse 27 I says, think, yeah. sorry to disturb you, that's he was fine. actually saying people are jealous of him. I'm oh. not sure. I don't know. I know he has a song. You know, yeah. That's selfish in a way, though, <laughs> if you think of it. <laughs> You're bragging. Yeah, people are jealous of you him. Know? Like me. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, verse 27, a lazy life is an empty life, but an early to rise gets the job done. So, this I'm going to stick just a bit more with this verse here. A lazy life is an empty life, but an early to rise gets the job done. So what's an early to rise? You make sure you're doing something. You wake up early, you plan your day and everything. What does that come into? That comes into your devotions in the morning. If you do your devotions in the morning, dedicate your life to Jesus what what are you doing there you you inviting god to take over your day he's the first thing you uh your first person you speak to the first uh person to 
yeah, speak to. <laughs> yeah, first person to speak to. And um, if you're living a lazy life, what happens when you're lazy? Do you wake up early in the morning to read your Bible? No, that's why you're going to have a life like verse 26 that says you're going to have a life that invites disaster. Like to, verse 25 says you're going to, uh, the worries will weigh you down because you are too lazy enough to speak to God in the mornings. And that's important. The first person to speak to God. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, good morning, Jesus. You, know, you start praying and, you know, you have a good time with the Lord. And verse 28 says good men and women travel right into life. Sin detours takes you straight to hell. So there's an example I like giving to people when I talk to them about a sweet and about castaway. And uh, the example, I'm sure I've said in the show before, but the example is the sweet is nice, but it's not good for your body. Castor oil is not nice, it's uncomfortable to drink, but it's good for your body. That's what I get from verse 28. It says, good men and women travel right into life. Sin detours, takes you straight to hell. So what's sin? You'll feel like you're on the right path. Same as you're sucking that sweet. It's like, mm, sweet is nice. You're walking, you're walking, you're walking. But not noticing is that there's always an idea that the devil has if you walk on his path. Do you really think walking on his path will um, outcome a happy life? I mean, if you look at Hollywood right now, do you see anyone there in Hollywood that is happy? That is happy about their lives? There's always drama in, 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 in Hollywood. Why? It's because the, the, the step that they're taking is not the right road. You know, they're not, they're not stepping on the right road. And yes, as good men and women travel right into life. And I'm going to say good men and women because there's a lot of uh, debates now saying that the Bible is only for, it's, it's, it's only superior, it makes guys superior. There's always that kind of debates. But yes, as good men and women travel right into life. Sin, the tours takes you straight to hell. So that applies to both of us. And anything the Bible says applies to both. Because God says we're fearfully and wonderfully created. And Eve was, came out of Adam, and that's God's creation, you know? Mm. So, yeah, that debate, I don't accept it. I'm just... Uh, yeah, in fact, there. I'm going to, yeah. you know, be emphasizing on the fact that they yeah. say the Bible, you know, uh, promotes men to be more supreme than women. Yeah. You know, um... One of the things that we learn about is that it was only after a curse because of sin that God said, then you will save your husband. You see what I'm saying? But they all had one head, which was God. Obviously, they were one. You know, Adam and the woman, Adam was the name that was given to both of them. Yeah. So the man gave the woman the name Eve. But he gave the name Eve to the woman after they sinned. But they were one. It was mankind one. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So just looking at now God, this is very interesting. Mm. So I was blown away reading, you know, in the Bible, learning about how much God actually loved, you know, Sarah. Interesting. I've never seen it in that way. But that was actually an answer to me because there was a complaint where one of uh, the most important women in my life was like, you know, we're being beaten up It's during the lockdown because um, the whole thing about women being killed and being abused by men, stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it's just one thing that actually, you know, um, I found it so hard to, you know, to, to think about it and why this is actually happening. 
Because even if I look, you know, back in history, women have always been enslaved. Women have been treated bad. You know, yeah. their image, it's not something that's really, you know, uh, considered as, you know, important. So, but looking at how much God loved Sarah, that was an answer to say, you know, the biggest thing that you need to know is that God loves you because that's how, that's how I felt when I was reading about, you know, God and Sarah, the relationship between God and Sarah, God and, and Sarah, Sarah with his God. So there are many things that happen, but I will give you this specific one. Yeah. <laughs> so Abraham goes to Egypt. His wife is, she's around 80 years old, but she's 80 years old. But she's so beautiful in Egypt. They are in Egypt. That not even one woman in Egypt is beautiful as her, but she's eight yeah. years old. Yeah. To a point that the king wanted now, the, the, the Egyptian king uh, called Pharaoh wanted to take Sarah. And Abraham was scared because he thought, hey, these guys are going to kill me. So say, you, you are my sister. You know, so that they don't kill me. You're that beautiful that they will kill me. <laughs> For <you>. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine when someone is so beautiful like that. Yeah, that would kill you for it. <laughs> so, and I believe God will give you a wife that you cannot protect. I know that sounds like, yeah, but then where's my hero-ness in it? You know, I'm supposed to protect her. Yeah. But somehow, God will give you a wife that you won't even be able to protect. A but this is the point. A wife that will make you depend on God for your protection. Mm. See, it, it, yeah. it makes sense now. So yeah. that's what happened. So they took Sarah. Abraham is stuffed. But the good thing is that even though they're making mistakes, stuff like that, I mean, they lied. <laughs> <laughs> but God yeah. is fighting for him. Yeah. So God approaches the king and God tells the king, if you dare, this, this, this is very important. If you dare touch that woman, mm. I will destroy you and I will destroy your whole nation. <laughs> That's serious. Eh? Was God in so much love with Sarah? Or let, let's not say Sarah. Mm. Was God in so much love with a woman that God was prepared to destroy all the men of Egypt just for one woman? Mm. We can already see the value of women there. Y you see what I'm yeah. saying? You see what I'm saying? And yeah. the reason why, because this woman played... Now you need to understand, Sarah played a big, big role in God's promise. Mm. To a point where Abraham somehow, somewhere... Based on, you know, uh, uh, their nature, how old they were, he, he never thought that, you know, Sarah would actually give him a child. Yeah. You know, so he was happy the fact that he had Ishmael, but God was like, no, it is Sarah mm. who will deliver the child that I've promised you. Not, one, mm. not anyone else. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the mistakes, it doesn't matter how she feels, how she made wrong decisions, but God, God says, I love her so much. Yeah. I love her so much, yeah, even though she has done so much wrong, but I love her so much. Mm. But God loved the woman so much that he was able to destroy Egypt. Egypt wouldn't be here just because of the love that God had for a woman. Yeah. So 
I don't know how, I don't know what do you have to say, you know, according to God in the Bible, this is uh, this happened or God favors men more than it's yeah. one thing. Yeah, no, they are so. all, the Bible says, uh, God made them, female, uh, male and female, in his image. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You also said something interesting about uh, when Abraham had Ishmael, mm. and that there they were doing their own things. And it's a lesson to us not to also do our own things because yeah. out of Ishmael, that's where all the the fighting came from in terms yeah. of the Middle East areas. Eh? Yeah. So it's important not to do our own things and yeah. do what God is telling you because if you do what God is telling you, God knows what he's doing. It may yeah. seem impossible, but it's never impossible for God. I mean, they had a child in like the, yo, going to the 90s, the 100s. Eh? Like, it's what, just one of the things that encourages me when I go through a lot. You just think about it. Like, yeah. yo. I have a child at that age. Eh? <laughs> that's, that's like old. <laughs> and, and yes, she was still beautiful. Yeah. yeah, you see that. The Bible actually says before she had a child, obviously God did say uh, just in a, a, a year before uh, yeah. the child, God did tell them that they're going to have a child. Yeah. And then what happened was that um, God came, visited Sarah. So because she was barren, so God enabled her. You see what I'm saying? But even when you look at that, it was work by God. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It was work by God. And that's the thing. We, 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 we're not supposed to give up. Faith yeah. doesn't give up. Yeah. Yes, we have come to the... The, the end. Bah. <laughs> yeah. The end. Yeah. So uh, if you want to give your life, you know, we always give the opportunity because this <laughs> is the most important part of the show. And uh, you just repeat the prayer after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this day. Thank you that you've died for me. Thank you that you have died for I me. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. Believe with my heart. And believe with my heart. That Jesus died. That Jesus died. And rose again. And rose again. To set me free. To set me free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That I am your property. That I am your property. And I will serve you. And I will serve you. Until the day. Until the day. When you come and get me. You come and get me. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Holler back at us on the social media platforms, and that's Instagram at ActiveFM777, Twitter at ActiveFM, and if you want to catch other shows, but mostly our show, our other shows, you know, <laughs> that's www.activefm.co.za. And um, if you want, oh, we're on Parler too. Yes, we're on Parler, that's ActiveFM, and we're also on Gab, that's ActiveFM. So yes, we've come to the end, but not the end of the show. Because it's our show, but it's not our show. Yeah. So it's the end, but it's not the end. Because you'll see us next week again. Yeah. Yeah. Active FM. Radio has never been better.